is going on everybody welcome to our final episode of the rundown right now it is wednesday march 25th 2020 it is 1107 a.m sorry 1108 a.m and uh yeah we're doing it at a different time not our usual time of tuesdays at 9 a.m but uh we have a different time because of covid19 uh, we hope you enjoyed our seven episodes taking place in 2020. Uh, Wyatt or me will be doing the audio, um, so one voice might sound a little bit higher um, or a little bit stronger than the others, but that's just because we have only one audio uh, that, that we are doing for the recording. Uh, so it's been a great season. We were gearing up originally for 10 shows, but again, due to COVID-19, our classes and final three shows are canceled, and now we have one final episode lined up we have a great show lined up for you today featuring uh our strengths with topics and uh, we've got uh wyatt patterson with an nhl special we've got jay baza with an nba spectacular and you've got me i'm always all over the map i'll be covering a mystery sports topic and uh, we have some special guests uh joining the show today you don't want to miss it this is the rundown the remote episode very interesting topic wyatt so what we're gonna do now guys is we're gonna send it over to Antonio and Kevin. Um, Antonio and Kevin are from uh, Colombia. Antonio is in our program doing a... Um, he's in our program. He's finishing his degree, uh, which you'll hear about, similar to our broadcast media studies. So again, as I said before, we're going to start it off with Wyatt. Uh, he's going to be talking about some NHL uh, plans uh, uh, with the coronavirus. So Wyatt, whenever you're ready, you can start us off. Current conditions, obviously, with COVID-19 going around. Lots of the sports seasons have been cancelled, sadly. The NBA is completely done. The NHL is completely done. Basically, any major sports is done, to my knowledge. That being said, the NHL is planning on coming back, hopefully. They have basically two options of what that is going to look like. Um, there is, of course, the possibility of them just resuming playing games into July and August. Very important games at that, but this also raises a key issue. Well... If you're playing games in July and August, the ice conditions are probably not going to be very good, and combating the heat during the summer months is going to be super hard. Another possibility, and I for one think the more interesting possibility, is a 2014 playoff extravaganza, we'll call it. So, so what would this include? Basically, what they're thinking is breaking down the east and the west into essentially two mini playoffs for the 16 original playoff spots so what that'll look like is for the first games you'll have your lowest seeds so like columbus toronto they'll play a best of one whoever wins that game then would go on to verse the next opponent in a best of three who would then go on to verse another team in a best of five and then if they win those three brackets, they're in to the actual playoffs for a chance at the Stanley Cup. Um, this, of course, raises a lot of issues. Uh, obviously, the teams would be playing an insane amount before they even get into the playoffs and play the best of sevens. 
which would be certainly very interesting. I think from a viewership standpoint, it would help the league recuperate a lot of the cost that they have missed. But from a actual standpoint, I don't know how realistic it is. I think a lot of teams that are like first and second two are going to feel a little bit gypped if this does be the case because obviously um, unless they get like guaranteed into the actual playoff bracket they're going to be playing a lot of lot of games and there's always the chance that you can get knocked out really early which would be sort of bogus considering the i think it's 60 games roughly that they've played and put into this season so far um another thing is too is if you take too much time off then you have the rare chance and maybe maybe this is a good thing depending on your uh perspective i guess but you also have the chance that like the worser teams could get way better and potentially make like a cinderella story but yeah um the other thing that has been talked about probably the most disappointing would be obviously canceling the entire season not going to play any games until next season in about October. I think this is sadly the most logical and likely thing to happen, mainly because with the issues with going into July and August, other than the ice issues, so you also have the legal issues of there's a lot of NHL contracts that actually expire on June 30th. Um, this is basically the last day well i say last day but the last legal day that the current nhl players need to be able to play um a lot of the contracts have basically days that say hey after this day you guys do not have to play no matter what so it would be interesting to see if it goes into july and august if there's going to be a lot of players just saying no we're not playing um another thing that would have to happen with the nhl is if they do go into july and august they need to get work visas basically for every player that is from overseas which could be an even more difficult hurdle compared to the contract terms which would probably be handled internally through the league and players association realistically um but yeah so my guess is sadly it's probably going to be canceled but if we do see a 24 team playoff bracket that would be insane mm-hmm. that's interesting that was why that was really really interesting um comments you made like i i haven't really i've basically since sports have stopped it's crazy it's been two weeks since there hasn't been an nba game or nhl or anything but since sports stopped i haven't really been following it it's interesting you know right now um basically teams are around that 70 game mark i just pulled up the standings and i i i'm optimistic that the that the nhl and the nba it's all gonna it's all gonna return i think there's gonna be some form of, of there's gonna be a champion at the end of the year i'm remaining optimistic I don't know, but I'm not a, I don't, I'm not a scientist, I'm not a doctor. I'd love to say May to start again, June. I think it will, but it's a very interesting point you brought up about the contracts, right? Because after June 30th, you're right, they, some players don't have to play anymore. They're not going to be playing for free, so that's going to create a completely different case. Um, what they could do is they could start, um, they could start the playoffs right away. They could um, 
they could make it so like only the best teams in each division. Maybe they do like a 12-team playoff bracket or something. But the thing is, is that if they were to stop the season now, it might not be fair because some teams might have better schedules. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, I didn't even really think about that. It's, you do run into the issues of... And I think that's why they were debating the 24-team playoff bracket, purely because there is 24 teams that could still make the playoffs. I really wanted to... I wish I could see the like owner owner meetings talking about this because that'd be really cool. I think there'd be a lot of arguing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely, and I think it comes to the end of the day. A lot of the times, it's um, it's up to the owners, and like the owners have so much control over the league. Like they have so much. Like they're paying the millions of dollars to to pay these players to to play in the NHL. But no, it's really uh, it's really interesting because you know some of the playoff races are really close. Um, I don't know. It'd be interesting if if they. I feel like if they didn't have a have a have a champion, what what would your feelings be if they gave for example boston they have the most points in the nhl what if they gave them the stanley cup like they do that in soccer and soccer for what they do for the premier league and there's a bunch of different mini tournaments but what they do is for the premier league for the english premier league they play a season everybody plays each other twice and the team that gets the most points at the end of the year uh gets the title i still think like they should do some form of 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 playoffs um, I think I'd be I'd be down for twelve teams right now, or at least twelve. So, for example, the top three, and you can just forget about the wild cards. Um, the top eight would, or I don't know how would they. I don't know how they would do it. Maybe like the top two. No, because brackets get really really difficult when it gets to twelve. You know, you want that eight, sixteen, thirty two, sixty four. But for them to completely cancel the season, I feel like that should be a last resort. Yeah, hopefully they are looking at it as a last resort because I do not want to see the. NHL like not continuing um that would be really interesting if they did like I didn't even think about that if they just scrapped the wild cards and then basically whoever was top three the only issue I think with that is I think in the east there is an issue and I want to say it's in the metro I could be wrong here I think one team is like one point out and they are a game down so they could be arguing hey like what the heck? Or the Pacific. The Pacific's really close. Um, so people could argue, like, hey, if we win the next, or won the next game, or if we had the same amount of games played, we would be in the playoffs and they wouldn't be, right? So that would be where, like, that that uh, idea would probably be, like, hard to manage. But yeah, that's a really interesting idea. And especially considering, for example, if you look at the Pacific Division right now, the Canucks have played one less game, for example, than the Flames. A point separates them from third and fourth. So the Canucks could have an argument saying, well, we've played only 69 games this season. We don't have an opportunity to gain that two points. And potentially, if they go with the three-team uh, best in the division, uh, they only have, you know, the Canucks haven't played that 70th game to become level with the Flames. And then you can't be like, well, it's not like you can't. Unless what you do is you get rid of, of, for example, if a team's played 71, well, the most in the NHL right now uh, is 71 games. A bunch of teams have played 71, and the least amount is 69. So if they shaved off and made all those games and made it so everybody played 69 games, that would be a little bit more fair. Nonetheless, again, we don't take into account the rest of the season and the potential matchups and scheduling that you have. I think realistically, like, it, it's going to have to come down to, like, either a huge playoff bracket where it's like best of one, best of three, best of five, etc. Because then you're at least giving everybody a chance and all the uh, viewerships will go up for those games, obviously. Um, or 
you play out the rest of the season and then you do your playoffs based on that if it does come back hopefully it does and I, I would love to see one of those two things I would personally not mind watching hockey in July and August the only other thing that I would think is like the draft and free agency would be a little bit weird because it would be after the season. And I think the NBA is actually talking about this too. But anyway, we're going to go to Jay Baza for his uh, basketball update right now. Jay Baza, over to you. Hello, guys. It is Jay Baza here. So as per usual, I'm going to talk about the Raptors and what's going on with the entire NBA now that the season has been suspended. So for many, it feels like a lifetime, but get this, it's only been 14 days since the last NBA game was played. Uh, crazy stuff. The Raptors have been trying to keep busy, especially one Raptor, Serge Ibaka, so before the suspension, he had a YouTube show called How Hungry Are You? And so for those of you who don't know that show or haven't seen it, um, on this show, Serge Ibaka would cook an unusual meal for his guests, either a fellow NBA player or a celebrity, and these guests would have to eat an, that unusual item that Ibaka cooked while he interviews them. So for example, uh, Serge Ibaka cooked the reigning MIP, Pascal Siakam Fish Eyes. So Siakam had to eat fish eyes um other than that Ibaka had another show called avec class where current raptors teammates are invited to amp up their fashion sense with Ibaka's help um, you probably heard this meme going around with um og ananobi and Ibaka about uh, who started wearing scarves first and that og ananobi uh, was trying to take the credit for that but really that isn't the case so right now and given that we are not allowed to leave our houses, and that goes for all NBA players as well. Um, Ibaka doesn't have much of a show, but somehow he's managed to pull it off with a Instagram show, I believe. It's very short. There are many episodes. Now it's called How Bored Are You? And so in these little episodes, Ibaka will show what he's been doing since his self-isolation. One of them was him working out. Another one was him doing the dishes. Uh, another one is him listening. So he's been trying to keep busy uh, since the suspension. Um, also today, Kyle Lowry has turned 34. He is now 34 years young. Um, I wish him well. He still has a lot of game left in him. So, yeah, I hope actually that Kyle Lowry will retire as a Raptor. So exciting times are ahead for him. Because in a little bit here, I'm going to talk about the future of the Raptors if this season does end um, this probably indefinitely. But back to Ibaka, I just want to say something that he had to say on self-isolation. So what he said was, you know, I'm all about creating art and doing things out of class and having fun. But two things I'm not trying to be cool with our health and safety. I'm washing my hands and staying at home, and I hope you are too. So some nice reminders from Serge Ibaka for all of us to stay at home um, so that we don't get any other people infected with COVID-19. Other than that, there is no major news um, regarding the Toronto Raptors. I will now talk about though actually um, what this might look like for them if the season does end. 
um, in terms of free agency. So the Raptors have a lot of big decisions to make this offseason. There are three players that stick out more than others, and that's uh, Fred Van Vliet, Serge Ibaka, and Marc Gasol. Their contracts end um, this summer. Same with Chris Boucher and Rondé Hollis-Jefferson. The issue is that we cannot re-sign them all. And so this becomes a challenge because the front office will have to plan to bring back as many as possible, or in this case, even as few as possible, depending on what, let's say, what Masai plans to do moving forwards with the team. But I have strong faith that they're going to do something that will probably either surprise us or just keep us relevant for the next year or two until 2021 free agency when some of the biggest names like Giannis and Tenkumpo, um, the Raptors are still, as far as I'm concerned, trying to pursue him. So back to the NBA. I'm going to talk about the NBA and what's going on with them. The number of people with in the NBA that has coronavirus has climbed up to 13. So I'm just going to give you the numbers here. So two from the Utah Jazz, which we know as Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. Uh, one from the Celtics, Mark Smart. Two from the Lakers. Uh, both players are not identified. Uh, three from the 76ers, also not identified. So there are four from the Brooklyn Nets. One of them is Kevin Durant. The three have not been identified one from the Denver Nuggets who also has not been identified so that is 13 um, I'm sure I speak for the rest of my hosts that we wish each of those diagnosed in every sports organization and even every citizen in every country around the world a safe and speedy recovery there have been numerous speculations by many analysts as to whether or not the NBA will season will resume at all this year I've already talked about or hinted at it so it was reported by Adrian Wojnarowski that the NBA was looking to resume the season in middle to late June and have the NBA finals in August so as of yesterday Wojnarowski reported that the NBA would consider having the NBA final in September at the very latest. And so this is interesting because if there was a final in August, then the season likely resumes in June. If the finals is in September, then the season resumes in July. Either way, June or July, it seems to me that it's too soon. I personally do not think the season will resume this year for two reasons. First, recently, the 2020 Tokyo Olympics has been postponed and an alternative date has yet to be announced. But according to the committee, the alternative date will likely be no further than next summer. So meaning if the Olympics committee considers COVID-19 to be a threat up until at least the spring of next year, then the NBA might have to fall suit. So that's my first reason. My second reason is that even if current players who are diagnosed with COVID-19 recover by June or July, that doesn't mean either players will be diagnosed. In fact, Medical Bear is still recovering and it's been 14 days. So recovery time is a long process, and this might prevent this season from resuming. But let's say the season did resume. It has been reported that the remaining games would likely be played in training facilities of each organization. So if there's a game in Toronto, it will be played um, in Toronto's training facility. If there's a game at the Lakers, it will be at the Lakers training facility because these games will likely not have any fans in attendance. 
So let's say the season resumes, the debate also resumes, who will be the 2019-2020 NBA champions? One thing I know for sure is that the Raptors should be fully healthy if the season resumes. In fact, uh, Toronto was 8-2 and two without Lowry Nabaka, who missed a month with a fractured thumb and sprained ankle um, early season and just went 6-5 and five in the absence of Siakam, Gasol, and Powell with also them leads and sidelines for a couple of those games. So they've done it on the strength of their second-ranked defense. Uh, hard play, innovative coaching, and with the contribution from just everybody on the roster. So naturally the question is, if they're this good with their players on the floor, how good can they be when they get back? So this is what Nick Nurse had to say. Um, I think this team is really good. We've had them this year, and we've been outstanding. I think there are some battle-tested pressure guys on the team. We're going to be around. Uh, we need to get healthy and stay healthy. I think we're ready to line up with anybody. So just as an update, the Raptors are 46-18 and 18 right now. They are second in the Eastern Conference. They have clinched the playoffs for the seventh season in a row. So I think there's no contenders if we are healthy. Otherwise, I can easily see a Milwaukee and Lakers Finals, sorry, Lakers finals this year. Um, other news in the NBA. So Tristan Thompson may sign a cheap one-year deal with the Celtics in free agency. Brandon Ingram wants a five-year, $160 million max contract in his free agency. Um, interesting enough, free agent Isaiah Thomas, who I'm surprised he is still free agent, but he wants to be either a coach or commentator once he retires. OKC's Danilo Gallinari could agree to a short-term deal with the Heat in free agency. Paul Gasol is now seriously considering retiring from the NBA after this season. I'm kind of sad because he was wanting to play a few more years in the NBA. Hopefully that a team was uh, going to pick him up. And I was thinking about it. Even though the guy has some miles on him, he would be a very useful center considering that Gasol might be leaving, uh, could be considered for others, but we'll have to see. Uh, Steve Angani is also not interested in coaching the New York Knicks, so we'll have to see who becomes their permanent head coach. Moving forwards, um, that's all really the major news I have for both Raptors and the NBA. Now, before I finish up my segment, I also want to talk to you about our current situation in the world. So yes, it is unfortunate times that we live in, but I would like to remind you that we will get through this. I understand that being at home can take a toll on your mental health and even emotional health, but I would like you to look at this as an opportunity for yourself, for self-improvement. Um, this is your chance to, let's say for example, read more, sleep more, bond with family, call friends. Of course, many of you are already doing that, but this is also an opportunity do things that you may not even have tried or not have done yet. So maybe you'd like to learn how to cook more of your favorite dishes, or maybe you can learn a new instrument, a new hobby. Either way, this is an opportunity to learn because when you get busy, time passes very quickly. So hang in there, guys. We're going to get through this. And this was Jay Baza. Stay safe, stay healthy, and I'm bringing it back to you guys. I like that. Um, 
Um, Jed, that was very, very, very good. Very optimistic. I like your message. Definitely, I agree with you. Take that time. Take that time right now. To just enjoy yourself. Again, you, you know, you might as well just, you know, do a new hobby. Do that. Spend that time watching. Um, I don't know. Don't overdo it on the people shouldn't overdo it on the Netflix. But um, but uh, no, I think that people should enjoy that time and um and um yeah just just enjoy it i agree with you 100 percent. make the most of the time and all your suggestions were amazing um i know i've heard that making a routine is good um trying to build a good routine uh, that's very important but right now uh we are actually going to interview uh kevin um valencia uh velasquez right now so our friend antonio his boyfriend who came and visited him hello kevin welcome to the show how's it going today man Hello, Jacob. It is going great. What about you? Good, thanks. So, Kevin, you are on our call with um, with Wyatt and Jed. Um, so, we're going to just ask you a few questions. Um, first of all, we want to know uh, if you could tell us a little bit about yourself and the university program you took in, in Colombia. Yeah, well, um, my name is Kevin Valencia. I'm 21 years old um, from Colombia, as you said, and I'm currently studying mechanical engineering. Uh, in the capital at Los Angeles University, and um, about like my last semester, so I would be graduating in about six months. Or well, I don't know how it's gonna be now with this uh, whole thing happening, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Nice. So when did you uh, originally arrive in Calgary? Yeah, I arrived on March the 12th, so it was like almost two weeks ago, I think. Nice, and. Um... Um, what what have you done so far? What have you done so far? Uh, what have you been able to do? Well, the first days uh, I was able to go to the um, down to downtown. I walked around. I, I I didn't do much to be honest because of all these quarantine thing. So I've been more like going uh, uh, hiking or walking around more than just going to. Um, to certain places because everything's closed at the moment. Yeah, no, that's insane. Yeah. Uh, Wyatt and Jed, uh, we had some questions. Um, if you guys want to perhaps change the original questions, uh, Jed, if you want to go first and ask uh, Kevin a question. All right, hey, Kevin, welcome to Calgary and welcome to our show, The Rundown. Uh, my question to you is, what was your initial impression of Calgary um, and has that changed at all? Okay, yeah, so when I first arrived, uh, from the airport, I saw that everything was super far away. Like in Colombia, buildings, houses, things are like much closer, uh, yeah. like in space. But in here, everything was super far away. So I first thought that it was like kind of countryside, to be honest. Then as I arrived to the um, arrived to the downtown, I saw that it was like a normal city, a, a big city. But that, yeah, as I, as I said, maybe it is due to Canada's like extension that it is super huge. That things are more like space than back in Colombia. Now uh, I see. Of course, I, I also had like this impression that it was extremely cold. Yeah. And it just got colder with the like with the days. Yeah. But yeah, like now my my impression is that it is a really calm, clean, nice city. I haven't had like the whole experience because of well, like what's going on like, with the 
quarantine thing, but yeah, like it is a really nice, peaceful, calm city. Cool. So how long are you here for? I'm sorry, what do you say? How long are you here for? Well, I was supposed to leave uh, this Saturday, but in Colombia, the, like like the cases were growing exponentially, so they took some strong measurements and they made a nation a lockdown. So yeah. I cannot go back until the end of April because the airport and all the borders are closed. <laughs> so I literally am not able to uh -huh. go back to Colombia. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. It's, cra it's crazy what's going on in the world right now. Like, yeah, it's just it insane, the state. Awesome. That was a great response. I really like that perspective. Um, Wyatt, do you have a question? Yeah. Um, do you have a favorite restaurant or hangout spot that you've been to in Calgary yet, uh, Kevin? Yeah, yeah. So we went to this one called Spot On that is like, I don't know, I'd say... 15 minutes walking away from where I'm staying from MRU and it was just amazing like the burgers uh, I'm vegetarian so uh, the vegetarian burgers were really really nice and on top of that we don't have like that many options back in Colombia for vegetarian people so it was a good experience we'll try it again yeah I've actually been there it's actually really really good I've actually tried the veggie burger too and it's solid um, is it like is it like beyond meat or no yeah, I think it was Beyond Meat. I mean, they don't really say it on the menu, but I think it was because it, uh, I felt it was just a regular burger, but I knew that what I was eating was vegetarian. But yeah, as I said, we don't have that back in Colombia. Nice. Awesome. And then the last question that we have is how do you like the weather in, in Calgary compared to where you are from? And what is the weather like uh, where you're from? Well, so in Colombia, since it is in the... Ecuador, uh, the weather is like it changes drastically from city to city. So, for example, where I'm living in the capital, it is always, I don't know, I'd say it would be like summer or spring here. Like it is no colder than four degrees, but no warmer than 20 during the entire day. Like it changes from four to 20 during the entire day. But then we have like cities on the coast where it can get to up to 42 degrees where it's super, super hot. So I definitely like uh, better the weather in here because I really like cold weather and it is like consistently cold so far. So. Yeah, nice. <laughs> that's yeah, cool. that's, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, because in Bogota we have this thing that, yeah, like if it is really cold in the morning, and you go out with a jacket, then you will be like fried by, during the midday because it's gonna be so warm. So right. yeah, I prefer weather here. Nice, uh, cool. awesome. Do you guys have any more questions or? Um, I actually got a few. If that's okay. Sure. With you. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, okay. Um, given that you've only been here for a short period of time, would you consider potentially staying here uh, later on in your future? Yeah, I would definitely. I would. Um, uh, all, it is because of my like my career, my like mechanical engineering. You have like like in this country, they're really developed on that. So I would really like to be here for longer or to come back in the future. That's awesome. Cool. So you've been in self isolation as with everyone else. Um, I assume that you've been cooking a lot. That I've been what? Cooking a lot. Yeah, like every day. What's your favorite dish or go-to dish to cook? 
Well, I'd say maybe like Thai rice, like with tofu and veggies and teriyaki. I really like that. I don't know oh, if that's sweet. the name of the dish, but <laughs> that's how that I would call good. it. It's cool. That sounds good. Yeah. Awesome. Well, um, Kevin, thank you so much for joining us today. That was awesome to meet you. Uh, I hope you have an awesome rest of your trip in Calgary. Stay safe, have fun, and uh, it's been awesome getting to know Antonio. Uh, we loved having him in our program, and uh, hopefully, uh, yeah, we'll see you soon back in Calgary. Okay, thank you guys for having me. Thank you very much, Kevin. Uh, have a good you day, Kevin. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. So I prepared, we were supposed to do these streeter packages. Um, so I made this little streeter segment. And uh, guys, there's some people that you're going to be able to recognize in the streeter. So after it, I want you to tell me who you recognize out of these people. So I'm going to play that. And then we have our final segment of the day. So it's coming up right now. What's up, everyone? It's Jacob. And today I have a little package prepared for you. I asked eight people plus one dog a simple question. Who is their favorite celebrity or athlete? I got nine completely different answers. I hope you enjoy. All right, so my favorite artists are called Tommy Tucker. They're a New York-based band that sing in Portuguese and Spanish and English. So I just love their essence and their energy. Their crowd control is just amazing, and they tour worldwide. So, yeah. Um, Kanye West, because he's been quoted saying, my greatest... Sadness in life is the ability to not see myself in concert. Yeah. I love Jay-Z. Yeah, Jay-Z happens to be one of my biggest rap artists of all time today. Because uh, he's a type of rapper that blends with the trend of music. Like, his style of rap and everything is not like way too old school. He had both with the hip-hop, he had both with this trend of music. So on any genre of music or beat, he could actually speak fire. Okay, uh, I think my favorite celebrity is Harry Styles. Um, because I think he makes great music, I think he's cute, and he's fashionable. My favorite athlete is Derek Rose. I just like how... Even after all his injuries and stuff, he's still playing at a competitive level. Kyle Lowry, he's been with the Raptors for many years, very dedicated, gives 110%. He really wants to win. I like his competitive edge. He's a real teammate. And I think I look forward to being a coach one day because he's a real leader. And he's a real, that's a good example for other athletes and kids as well. David Dobrik, because he uses his successes and fame to help benefit other people. And his vlogs and videos that he posts are really just lighthearted and bright people's days just to benefit their lives. Uh, my favorite athlete or celebrity would have to be uh, probably Michael Jordan. I'm a big basketball fan. I think Michael Jordan is probably the greatest player who ever lived. Probably one of the greatest athletes who ever lived. And I enjoy wearing his shoes and some of the things he's done for the community. He's done some pretty good stuff. So I'd have to say Michael Jordan. Wrigley, who's your favorite celebrity or athlete? So there we have it. Three basketball players, four artists, one YouTuber, and one mystery. I hope you enjoyed it. Have an awesome day. So that was a streeter that I made. Um, so, um, glad I got to play that. Um, but, um, did, did you guys recognize any of the voices in that or yeah. not? Dude, what's... a list when I heard an order and you tell me if I'm right after it. Okay. 
So Antonio, yeah. Raven, oh, yeah. Steven, Kavia, mm-hmm. yeah. Jordan, your dad, and then um, I don't know who the girl was, and then Connor. No, uh, well, you almost got all of them. Um, so you were really close. Um, it was start off with Antonio, and then it was oh, I don't even remember the order. Braden was there. Yeah. Um, Tavia, Steve. Um, then yes, my dad was on it. I had my sister. Um, okay. And then the guy was Garrett. Oh, I thought oh. it was Garrett, dude. I was like, you thought it was Garrett. I was between I Garrett and Connor. I wasn't sure. Yeah. I was surprised to hear your dad, like Jason. I was like, hey. <laughs> also really yeah. surprised that Steve's favorite uh, artist is Jeezy. <laughs> like, cool. I w- would have never guessed that, to be honest. Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. Anyway, so we're going to get to our last topic really, really quickly, and then that will be it for today. So, um, as if you have not heard by now, uh, the Olympics have been postponed uh, as of yesterday, actually, breaking news as of yesterday, sometime in 2021. And um, the Olympics are one of the biggest events in sports. I've said this before, uh, right up there with the World Cup. It's either that or the World Cup being the biggest event. And apparently the Olympics, I read somewhere, can't name the source, is $5.7 billion. Like, it's so much money. And uh, this coronavirus is, yeah, I'm just hearing numbers being thrown out everywhere. I've heard $82 billion from Canada. I've heard $2 trillion from the United States. I don't know where this money gets gets to. I heard um, yeah, eighty-two million. I like eighty-two million is like a lot of money. Even if somebody eight hundred twenty thousand dollars, like that's a lot of money. I don't know where they're getting this money from. Um, if you think about people say tax money, there's seventy thirty-seven million people in Canada. That's like if everybody gave two million dollars and not everybody has two million dollars. Like bet a very small, small, small portion has two million dollars. I don't know where they're getting this money from. Nonetheless, it's a big event that they're moving, and one of the events. One of the most intriguing and exciting events, at least that I like, of the Olympics is the men's basketball tournament. And the, the team or the country of, of that basketball, of the basketball tournament that dominates is Team USA. That's where a majority of the NBA players are from. And uh, a couple months ago, uh, I thought it was really interesting when they released the 44 players to the camp invitations. And uh, obviously for 2021, I hope that this, this is going to change the, the players that they're inviting because there's a lot of players that were missed out, including... Trey Young, Zach Levine, Zion Williamson, and John Morant not even invited to the camp, while um, other players like Dwight Howard, Derek White, Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma is pretty good, but um, they're getting invited while other players aren't. That's a mystery. So I'm going to tell you guys my starters that I have on the team, and we'll talk about this. Uh, So my starters. uh, So for the guard, I have Damian Lillard. Another guard, James Harden. Oh, wait, I want to talk about the format, though, quickly. What I did is I picked five guards, uh, five forwards, and two centers. So I'll start again. So Damian Lillard, James Harden, Kawhi Leonard, LeBron James, and then kind of a forward slash center is Anthony Davis. Now on the bench, I have Bradley Beal as guard, uh, Russell Westbrook, both of them great competitors, and Russell Westbrook all-star season. I have Steph Curry. Uh, this was providing that the Olympics were going to be in July. I expected him to make a full return, and, and they could use his veteran and three-point shooting prowess. Um, and then forwards, they have Paul George, just a consistent player, um, uh, Jimmy Butler, and then Ben Adebayo with this all-star season. I know that he would be a great center slash forward. And then another center, Miles Turner of the Indiana Pacers. So um, my dad, I asked him to do it. He had the similar players to me, but it's also completely different. 
Um, he had similar players as well. Uh, those players being, uh, those players that we shared were uh, James Harden, Kawhi Leonard, LeBron James, Bradley Beal, Russell Westbrook, and Miles Turner. Nonetheless, he also had um, Devin Booker, um, Kyle Lowry, who is kind of on the borderline, and then he had uh, Joe Harris, that was an interesting prick, pick, Brandon Ingram, and uh, yeah, oh, uh, also Chris Middleton and uh, Montrez Harrell of the Clippers. But, uh, so it's interesting. Nonetheless, if I could pick other guys that I'd have on the team, um, definitely Trey Young would be would be playing. He would be replacing Russell Westbrook. Um, and Zion Williamson would be replacing Bam Adebayo. I think Zion Williamson is going to be an all-star next year. And will be if he continues playing how he's going to be, and he would shine in this Olympic format. Uh, nonetheless, a lot of the top 50 players' points per game, if you're wondering, where's Giannis Antetokounmpo and Luka Doncic, Pascal Siakam? Well, they were represent. They will be representing other countries. Giannis representing Greece, Luka representing Slovenia, and Pascal representing Cameroon. Uh, 19th, uh, so what I did is I went through the points per game, and uh, 19th you have Andrew Wiggins, uh, Nikola Jokic, he's number 28, he's representing Serbia. Now, Shea Gilgis-Alexander is also representing Canada, and that brings up a whole other uh, discussion. Team USA, they're going to win gold, and I'm, I'm quite sure that. But this is Canada's best potential opportunity to win silver. Uh, Chris Boucher of the and um, and Bursette of the Toronto Raptors, they're representing Canada. We have Dylan Brooks, Brandon Clark, Trey Lyles, Jamal Murray of um, of the Denver Nuggets, Kelly Olynyk of the Miami Heat, Tristan Thompson of the Cleveland Cavaliers, R.J. Barrett of the New York Knicks, Andrew Wiggins of the Golden State Warriors, and then Nikhil Alexander-Walker. All of them are going to be replacing, are going to be representing Canada. So potentially it's best lineup ever, and they should be, it would be disappointing if they don't get a medal. My uh, pick for bronze, though, is going to be France. They have Rudy Gobert, as well as uh, Nicholas Batum and Evan Fournier, uh, Luau Cabarro, and Frank Nidalekina. Nonetheless, expect Greece to make a run with the Antetokounmpo bros and Cameroon with Joel Embiid and Pascal Siakam. Guys, do you have any thoughts about the, uh, the Olympics and basketball? It's just such an exciting event to see who's going to represent Team USA and now Canada, right? I think, and I have a lot of faith in Team Canada. I do agree that Canada has a chance at silver, but I think given that Nick Nurse is coaching the Canadian team, there is also a good chance it might be neck and neck for gold between the USA and Team Canada. But I'm, I'm quite happy to see the representation Canada has with uh, just the players, the sheer amount of Canadian players in the NBA, then seeing all those players group up together on Team Canada. That's what I have to say on it. Otherwise, it'd be cool to see what the Cameroonians can pull off. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, definitely. I'm really interested to see how Canada does. I think this is probably Canada's best team, although I don't think that realistically we have a huge chance at gold. I think it's like probably, I would say like 75% chance USA is going to win it because their team's just loaded. Um, but if we get silver or bronze, I'll be fairly happy. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, Canada, it's their best team in years. It's the best team ever, I think, going to be. Um, especially given the fact that um, on Team Canada, you know, RJ Barrett, he could, he could be really good next year. As well as other guys, I think I completely forgot about Shea Gilgis Alexander. Completely forgot. Oh, I said him before. Uh, these guys have a lot of good options. Uh, if only Steve Nash was on this team, they'd be great. 
but nonetheless, Team USA, even if they had their top team and they had like, like so let's say they have 12 players or 13, the next 12 or 13 players, they could potentially, uh, they'd have teams and teams and teams of players. There's so many American players in the NBA. Uh, nonetheless, it's going to be even good, better for them because a, he- a healthy Kyrie Irving and a healthy Kevin Durant on this team, Kevin Durant adds so much um so much depth to this team, and he is such a good NBA player. I hope he makes a full recovery for the Brooklyn Nets because, you know, I just wish all the best for these NBA players. But uh, it's going to be interesting. Um, I think that does it for our show today. Thanks, guys. So thanks again for everyone for joining us today and for joining us in the season. Uh, we had seven awesome episodes. Guys, we covered a whole lot of to- a whole lot of topics. I think the ones that we most mentioned were the NBA and Toronto, Ra- and Toronto Raptors. And take a guess. What player do you think we talked about the most on this show out of the NBA? I want to hear a guess. Wh- who do you think we talked about the most? I would say Lowry was probably mentioned the most. Lowry? Okay. Well, uh, Jed, what do you think? I- I'd have to agree with that, honestly. Lowry, yes. I think maybe Zion Williamson. Zion Williamson. We talked about him a ton. It seemed like every every week, or maybe it was just me talking about him. No, he, no, it's fine. I, I'm, I agree with you too on that. So Zion and Kyle. But anyway, it's it's been a blast. We were on the radio for over 650 minutes, and every one of those minutes, every one of those seconds was awesome. So be sure to check out our podcast covering our best moments from the show as well as other content that we have made exclusively on cmru.ca by students for you. Thanks to everyone who made this possible, our special guests on all our shows, including Shafiq Hassan, Colton Patterson, uh, Jordan Cameron, Jason Gervich, and Kevin Valencia Velasquez. Also, a special thanks to our professor, Irv Vertushniak, for all his help and thanks to all of our listeners on behalf of Wyatt Patterson Jay Baza and myself stay safe stay optimistic and we'll see you soon